Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine, and welcome to the first episode of the podcast for 2024. Before we get started with this week's episode, I have a very special announcement for you all. The episode that you're about to listen to is, in fact, the very first episode that we've ever released in video in full on YouTube. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Don't Praise the Machine is going video in 2024. Myself, Alexander Holland, and my number one partner in crime and prince of podcasting, John Maloney, have recorded this entire episode in video and it's available right, 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 right now. So if you happen to be in a circumstance where you have the option to not only listen to us, but perhaps you're cooking, perhaps you're pottering around the house, perhaps you got your big old smart TV up, if you have access to YouTube, why not stop the audio recording right now and chuck on YouTube... Pop in Don't Praise the Machine, the podcast, and we should come up. Otherwise, I will put the link to the YouTube channel in the description of this episode. And we would love it if you could subscribe to the YouTube channel as well and hit the notification bell on YouTube. That way you won't miss an episode from us. Every time it drops, you'll get notified. Otherwise, you can just expect the video to be there every Tuesday the same way that the audio version of the podcast is released. Of course, the audio version will still be there for everybody. Spotify, Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts. It's just that now anybody that wants to see our faces will have the option to check us out as we video chat to one another every single Tuesday. Check it out. Let us know what you think. You can always get us now. The email address is hello at dptm. Dot org. But to be honest, it'd be great if you're going to check this out on YouTube. If you could just chuck something in the comments. Let us know that you watched it on YouTube. We'd love it. We're looking forward to adding this new dimension to the podcast in 2024. And actually, this will be the first time as well, if you want to jump in the comments, that we can start a bit of a dialogue back and forth with the audience because you can say things in the comments, we'll read them, we'll reply. Let's start a dialogue. Let's start a national conversation. Thanks so much for your time, everybody. Can't wait to see you in some area of cyberspace. Alexander Holland, John Maloney, welcome to 2024 and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is episode number 143. As always, I'm one of your hosts. I go by the name Alexander Holland. And as always, I'm sat next to my number one pod partner. This time, he is there once again digitally. It's much more comfortable for me when he's not in the room with (laughs) me, so I can be free to express myself and not have Mm. a whole lot self-consciousness he's gotta be the one called john maloney hi everyone john maloney hi everyone hi everyone welcome everyone to 2024 happy new year welcome happy new year freus neues jahr as they say in germany Mm. and john i'm back in berlin it's snowing outside quite a different feeling for me to just a couple of days ago when I was in sunny Adelaide swimming in the ocean. Now yeah. I'm back 
to that deep snow. Uh, it was very snowy today, actually. Where does the podcast find you this evening? I'm in Brooklyn, specifically in the neighborhood of Greenpoint, aka Little Poland. So I want to say Dobja, Tak, and Nostrovia <laughs> to my Polish. <laughs> friends here in the neighborhood philip and magda philip and magda can you say can you say that again and can you but can you put the names philip and magda at the start of it because they're our they're yeah i mean i think those were just polish random fans. polish words but um i've been picking them up along along the way people say what do they say dobrze tak nostrovia philip and magda <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say, I wish I, I should have found no, out that. Happy New Year is in Polish. I mean, it is amazing around here, the the extent of the Polishness. Uh, I was quite surprised by it because people said, oh, yeah, it's Little Poland. And I thought, all right, whatever. There might be like a pierogi restaurant or something. But <laughs> you walk down Nassau Street, Nassau Avenue, and all of the street signs are in Polish. And you walk into bakeries and there's just people talking in polish it's great wow and anytime i want a meat parcel i can just basically throw a tennis ball and hit a high quality <laughs> meat parcel shop so i'm loving that and how's winter <laughs> in new york is it just like kevin McAllister's christmas in home alone 2 that's my only mm. reference for new york at christmas time <laughs> i i Watched that the other day because I don't know that I'd ever actually watched it all the way through. I was a big... No way. You'd not um, watched Home Alone 2 all the way through? I couldn't remember having done so. Wow. I mean, I was big on Home Alone 1. I must have at some point, but not for many, many, many years. So I watched it and I thought, great, this is basically charting my walking tour uh, for tomorrow because I thought yeah. I'll, go to, I'll go to Trump Tower, then I'll go to... Trump burger, <laughs> then I'll go to, <laughs> and that, that and that, funnily enough, I was reading an article about in it was very Trumpy in this dispute that broke out between I think it was Chris Columbus who was the um, director or producer of Home Alone yeah. two, basically saying yeah the only way that we were allowed to use Trump's real estate as a as a set or as a filming location, was if we allowed him to do a cameo in the film. And <laughs> a, a number of other people have said that about Trump because he, he, so you know, good. He, he, at a certain point it was fashionable to film in Trump locations as a kind of icon of New York. And Trump came out and said, no, that's not accurate. You begged me to do it and you're just a kind <laughs> so of hot, Trump. Hollywood has been who's lying and I did a gr I did an amazing cameo and I really fake made the news, movie. Fake news, fake news. <laughs> they begged me. I, I had a lot of questions. They begged me be in the movie. <laughs> I was very busy, but I did it. Um, yeah, and uh, and I loved it. I think it was maybe better than the original. Uh, certainly more brutal. I thought the Wet Bandits basically uh, were subjected to what would probably be defined as torture under international law in Home Alone 2. It went beyond hijinks and into torture, but I like that. Um, that would be fantastic if in, and like, if there's sort of Home because I think they've done Home Alone 3 potentially even streaming. They might have even used the intellectual property for, like, Home Alone 5, 6, 7, and 8. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not kept up with it, but I... <clears throat> 
I like the idea that just with each passing Home Alone, they go deeper and deeper till eventually, like, <laughs> Harry and Marv are just subjected to Abu Ghraib-style torture <laughs> at the hands of some child. <laughs> Just like exactly. naked with naked, naked on a standing on a milk crate with like a garbage yeah. bag at their head while the child like menaces them with a Doverman and has heavy metal music <laughs> blaring at them. Kill me, Marv, kill me. <laughs> oh, God. Then, then it's like Home Alone 7 is set in the International Criminal Court. And it's just the story of Kevin McAllister. <laughs> I mean, it was a it was uh, a nice pretext for kind of stand your ground laws, basically. I think that that was part of that groundswell. That's true. The, uh, that's true. It totally is. It totally is stand your ground laws. Mm, if yeah. you break into my house, yeah. I have the right to do whatever the fuck hijinks I want to you. I can do whatever <laughs> I want. Personality goes out the with, window with glue and flamethrowers. I can just yeah, I can just electrocute you and set fire to your beanie. You can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm back in Berlin town, John, mm-hmm. and I've just come off a post-indulgent Christmas three-day water fast, so, and I've had a couple <laughs> of meals, and so I'm real in a good mood because, boy, oh, boy, mm. those water fasts are really boring. It's just about, <laughs> talking. just speaking of Abu Ghraib, yeah. forget about it. Three-day water fast, is the re- <laughs> if, they just, if they just subjected the members if they just took the people from from um, Guantanamo and just said three day water fast, nothing but mm. s- nothing but soda water and salt, I tell you what, <laughs> all the truths would have spilled out. That's all you got to do because it is. I was hallucinating. I was mm. just it was crazy. But I uh, I had my first meal today, which is always the classic. I have hundred grams chicken breast and um. Absolutely firing on all cylinders. That's great. And I'm happy to tell you that I'm 14 kilograms lighter. I'm emaciated. <laughs> I look sick. Everybody in my building said, You look sick. <laughs> You've got a disorder. And he said, Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> what would happen? So you said you broke it with 100 grams of chicken breast. I mean, yes. I would be tempted to break a water fast with 500 grams of creamy carbonara. What would happen if I did that? <laughs> <laughs> then you explode. I don't know what would happen. I, I've, I've watched people on YouTube. I don't know. I've watched people on YouTube and they claim to have broken these 72-hour water fasts mm. with much more extravagant and calorie-dense meals. Mm. How true that is. I don't know. They, they say that there's... I don't know how dangerous. I think I think really the only dangers with fasting start coming in when you go beyond 72 hours. I think your body's right. more or less the same after 72 hours. But certainly if you go beyond 72 hours, if you went two weeks, uh, as one of my dear friends has, of a water yeah. fast, I think if you had 500 grams of creamy carbonara, that <laughs> might be the end of you, which would be hilarious to die from carbonara. <laughs> <laughs> but I think pleasure, you have maybe. to be they say that you have to be careful it's called refeeding which I love because mm. it sounds <laughs> like something that a mother would need to do to an infant which I just yeah. like oh I'm just oh, I'm just refeeding so you have, you're <laughs> supposed to have tiny little meals to okay. reintroduce your stomach to food again so typically what I do Not is I have a little cup of chicken stock with hot water which is actually really delicious mm. if you've never done it you don't need to be on a fast but mm. just 
cup is basically like chicken stock tea. It's delicious, salty and yum. <laughs> and I do that, and then an hour later, I have my first meal. But I've probably mm. actually eaten a bit more than I should have today because it's meant to just be the hundred grams of chicken. Yeah. And then I had some. My mum gave me some macad- Australian macadamias for nice. Christmas, and my mum yeah, gave good, me some men's fruit chocks for Christmas. I mean, I'm in the home of my mum. I'm in the home of sick food monstrosities, so I'd probably <laughs> end my water fast with a Wendy's Wendy's new pretzel bun baconator and maybe a packet of Reese's pieces. And just what have you just been be writhing on the floor with stomach cramps? <laughs> <laughs> what have you have you had anything fast foody or has it all just been nice restauranty meals? Uh... Back to Balthazar. It's definitely been a very food-oriented trip, but uh, like I've had actually, I was joking before about pierogi, but I've had some great Polish food around here. I have had like a classic diner meal. I had a um, Green Point yes. All Star. They called it a Green Point All Star, which was a chicken palm in a basically yeah. in, a, in a hero bun with various fixins. I love that. Yeah, and like a I did chicken a Chinese cutlet in a hero food. bun. You. A Chinese for Christmas Day, which I didn't realize until recently is a big thing here because the, I guess it started with the, um, apparently with a lot of the Jewish community going to Chinese restaurants, two communities who were indifferent to Christmas, getting together yes. and enjoying a forced holiday together. So I, I took part <laughs> in that, which was great fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely on my list to do more. Just more loaded items. I need more loaded. I need more more <laughs> things with triple and double in the name. <laughs> Having come back from Adelaide to Berlin, I had a story told to me <clears throat> just before I left Adelaide, which made me think of you and reminded me of uh, an, an anecdote that you've told on the podcast before because something happened in Adelaide uh, to one of my relatives at a restaurant yeah. just before I left, which proved a point that I have loved making to people over the years. It's like an observation that I've made about the cultural difference between Germany and Australia. And yeah. this thing happened just before I left, and it was ju- it was just so glorious to be right <laughs> about this observation that I have made because mm. I've pointed it out to people so many times. So you will remember, John, that in 2022, you mm-hmm. visiting me in Berlin and mm-hmm. we went to, it's a, it's one of the favorite locations, probably the location that should really sponsor the podcast, which is Dust Clow. Can you tell everyone a little bit about, just quickly about the restaurant, uh, the, the bar, sorry, Dust Clow that we went to? Sure. Uh, Dust Clow is a kind of theme restaurant i guess which the theme of which yeah bar restaurant yeah bar restaurant uh the theme of which seems to be kind of campy poo based humor and monsters toilet horror toilet (laughs) horror and it was it's been going since 1973 so um yeah long before the wall came you know that because you've because you do you know that because you've now got dust clow memorabilia around your house in melbourne with the date yeah it's it's funny, like I have various dust clothes facts cemented in my brain because I've got like a <laughs> dust clothes uh, mouse, not not mouse pad, a coaster in my study and uh, yeah. a dust clothes 
sign above my toilet, uh, which is which is like a man attempting to uh, misuse a plunger because that's the kind of comedy they love at at Dusk Close. Is a man <laughs> trying it, to trying to it plunge a man, his own it's head? It's like a man. Or isn't don't you have another one where it's saying, "Oh, this is not how you use a toilet brush," and it's a cartoon of a guy trying to wipe his ass with a toilet brush? Yeah, that's right. That's what it is. Yeah, and then he's, and then, he, and then he gradually gets it closer and closer until he gets it right. And uh, so you go <laughs> so, into dust clo, you'll get a, you'll get to drink out of a bedpan, you'll get a penis <laughs> nose put on your face by uh, by DJ Andy. DJ Andy, that's right. I'd forgotten his name. He loves it. And then maybe your table will my, I don't know if I've, bounce up and down. I'm sure that if DJ, I don't know what hydraulics. the German equivalent of the Order of the British Empire or the uh, <laughs> the um, Order of Australia is, but I'm sure DJ Andy's in the running for whatever <laughs> it is. My, I took my I took my uncle David there last year as well, and he was so excited because he had heard about it on the podcast, and he mm. was also delighted to find out that it was a couple of blocks from where they were staying. I think he thought he <laughs> just could have been in any location in Berlin, and then yeah. we were walking. He said, "Oh, well, let's go to this restaurant together in Charlottenburg," and so I met them at their the apartment <laughs> they were staying in, and we walked like three blocks, and I went from their apartment. I was like, "That's." That's the toilet bar. And he was like, what? And then we had dinner. And he said, after dinner, we're going straight there. And so we did. He absolutely loved it. But the story that I was that I was referring to was when we were in there, you'll remember that I think it was a Russian couple that had come oh, in yeah. and they had a young child that was misbehaving in Dusklo. Mm. And Dusklo is not a child-friendly environment. They seem to no. have made uh, an allowance for this one particular boy. Very kind of them, they said. We'll let this little boy in, let him experience the magic of, of Das Klo. But mm. he was not being minded by his parents at all. And he, he gave off that vibe of a child that's received no discipline or boundaries <laughs> in his life whatsoever. Yeah. Because he was running around and jumping up and down on all of the mannequins and various other toilet-themed objects and items which adorn... Mm the walls and ceiling of Das Klo. And as was pointed out by the waiter, a lot of that stuff is really old. Some of it's mm. from the 1970s. From the 70s. And DJ Andy in the booth noticed the kid doing this yeah. and said to the waiting staff, you better go over there and tell that couple to keep their child in line. And yeah. so the waiter, I think, had given them a warning and they just the parents just ignored it. And mm. then there was a moment where it was a bit more tense and then yeah. I think he gave them a third warning where the waiter just went, because they were just ignoring him. They were just going, yeah. yeah, whatever. And the kid was just whizzing past us and kicking things. It was almost like yeah. a parody of a child misbehaving. in a <laughs> yeah. like When you'd see a child misbehaving in a movie where it's like punching people in the shins and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that's what this kid exactly. was doing. And like just whizzing around like a whirling dervish. He couldn't sit still. Yeah. Mm. And then the... The the waiter said, "You must keep your child in order. This is out. Oh, this is not appropriate. This is an adult venue. We've let you in, and I've asked mm. you to keep your child. Some of this stuff is very expensive. You must stop your child from running around." And then the Russian father just said to him, "Don't tell me what to do with my son. Who are you to teach and guide him?" <laughs> Which right. is just a great line. Both yeah, adding who, sort of teach, teach and guide in the same sentence. <laughs> who are you teach and guide? <laughs> 
<laughs> like as I if the waiter more often was, than you'd expect. <laughs> as if the waiter, there was some threat that the waiter was going to take him off on some mm. kind of quest for years, where he was going to guide him. Who are exactly. you? You the think waiter was? Are you going to take take my son away and guide him in the ways <laughs> of life, in the ways of man? Exactly. The waiter was trying to. It's like the dispute between a stepfather and a biological father. The waiter was like <laughs> trying to supplant his role as parent <laughs> uh, like homer with the bigger mm. brother with with bart and pepsi exactly <laughs> and so so that's that that's an example of what's quite typical in germany germany has mm. a big telling off culture it's yeah. very normal here for, and all the expats will tell you, it's very normal in German culture from my observation. You get told off a lot. Mm. People are very comfortable with conflict mm. that they are, they are, everybody assumes that it will not lead to violence. I'm not sure how this mm. has come about, but culturally over years, over hundreds of years, yeah. they've developed this kind of culture where you can be quite verbally aggressive to one another and there's no mm. expectation that men in particular are going to start throwing punches because, I mean, mm. when I first got here, it blew my mind because I would see people getting into disputes yeah. that me as an Australian was just thinking, this is, fuck, I'm getting the hell out of here. Someone's going to die. But they would yeah. just stand there and sc men screaming at each other um, <laughs> about like somebody had made some slight traffic mistake or yeah. somebody put the wrong recycling in the and wrong bin or something like that. I remember when I said to you in Dust Clow, I was like, this is, doesn't look good. And you were like, no, yeah. it'll be fine. Because I was yeah. like, I've seen this happen in Australia and we probably should just save time and call an ambulance. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I was, I, I've made this point to so many people that in Germany – it's just, it blows my mind that they have this, I, I don't know how healthy it is. I don't know how healthy a kind of telling off kind of culture is, but I guess, I, I guess it is healthy that they, that they are able to express conflict without threat of violence. Anyway, mm. I'm back in Adelaide. I'm having a lovely new year's Eve dinner with some relatives. And one of my relatives uh, had told a story that she had been in a restaurant some nights earlier, just an Italian pizza restaurant in um, <clears throat> in Prospect, which is quite yeah. a nice area uh, where my parents live. So it's just in a, a pizza restaurant, and she was there with her family. And sure enough, there's a man with a couple, maybe three kids, and I think he was yeah. just letting them run around. They were whizzing around the restaurant, and an older man who was, I think, with his wife eventually turned to the father and said, Oi, mate, you need to control those kids, please. And then, <laughs> of course, very un-German, the, the, the guy just went, oh, mate, they're just bloody kids. Just fucking leave them. Just leave them alone. They're just kids. And then he said, the other guy said something else, said, oh, come on, you need to control them. And very mm -hmm. quickly, the older gentleman stood up out of his chair and put his chest back, as did oh, the father. And they started basically laying into each other and the whole restaurant oh. staff had to come over and grab them. And the, the, the father <laughs> then was saying 
to the other to the older gentleman, take it out. Let's go outside. Let's go outside. Let's wow. let's fucking let's have it. Let's have a fight. So a dad yeah. with three kids and a little old man in a very relaxed pizza restaurant. That's mm. conflict resolution in Australia, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's because we came as well, not in South Australia, ironically, but we came as convicts, many of us, and we were prevented from having conflict by uh, being kept in separate cells and controlled by prison guards, and we never really learned how to self-regulate. <laughs> so, I think so that's a, there's that's also a clearly a, there's also there's also clearly a different kind of male ego in Australia that's very mm. connected to to violence. So in yeah. in Germany, men, in, at least in Berlin. It seems that men will just be happy to, you know, you you can say to a man, "Hey, you've done something that's upset me. You yeah. you you shouldn't do that." And the other guy will just go, "Oh, you, uh, like yes, I can or whatever." Mm. And then that's the end. Whereas in Australia, if you go, "Hey, I'm telling you, another man, that you can't do something," and yeah. he's gonna go, "What the fuck did you just fucking say to me? You're telling yeah, yeah. me what I can do? Well, we'll <laughs> fucking see about that, mate." <laughs> It's it's kind of amazing, isn't it? I mean, I've never been, well, I guess there's a bit of a barrier for most normal thinking people. They would think, oh, this guy is on crutches, so I probably can't pass the punching threshold. Um, that's a slight wrinkle in my male ego if I just punch this guy. But um, and, I, and I've used that to my advantage a couple of times by sort of interposing myself in fights that I thought were brewing between people where I felt like, someone was not very well matched and they were going to get their head kicked in and I will just walk up and go, what are you guys doing or whatever, like just kind of tonally mess with the build-up of violence and hope that I will confuse <laughs> things to the point where they'll just give up and walk off, which sometimes has worked. And um, But, I mean, imagine kind of going, being that dad and going, this person has challenged my parenting and so yes. now I'm just going to assault him. My, fa- my fathering. Yeah. Now I'm just going to, uh, now I'm just going to cause him an injury and probably in front of my be kids. charged. Yeah. Like imagine, imagine, imagine those kids, like imagine if I told you now, mm. if I said, if I said to you, John, when I was seven years old, I was at an Italian restaurant with my dad and I was running around. And then mm. somebody said to my dad, can you keep your child under control? And my dad said, fuck you, mate, and just started fighting him. You'd be like, what kind of childhood did you have? <laughs> exactly. Not only can I not keep my children under control, but I can't even keep my own violent impulses under control. Um, there's a thing. I, um, yeah. I mean, America's a little bit fighty as well compared to Germany, I would say. And uh, there was recently a- It's a bit gunny. It's a yeah, bit gunnier a, than over here. I mean, at least in Australia, no one's getting gunny. I mean, I, this, um, is, this is what I, I always tell people, that you've got, you've got these three levels. It goes Germany, just yelling at each other, raising yeah. your voice. Australia, punching. And then in America, that same situation, somebody just gets killed mm, with a gun. That's true. Yeah. I mean, Australians would love to just be gunning each other, but the government (laughs) hasn't given them that option, which is great. Um, But uh, America is a bit more punchy. Yeah, there was a. I might need to 
take a minute if if we want to find the details. But there was a minor celebrity who was recently involved in a punch up, and it was basically decided by the local authorities that they wouldn't press charges because they have this, and it depends a bit on the state laws, you know, as to how you're going to be dealt with if you get into a punch up apparently, but they have this concept, this legal concept, which is pretty much like, you know, if two people mutually consent to beat the shit out of each other and don't involve any third parties or damage any property, then it's fine because, um, wow, because, you know, it's like, it's not, the laws preventing kind of assault are laws really preventing like innocent parties from being assaulted or property from being damaged. But if you just say, let's take it outside and everyone's everyone who is involved in punching or being punched has consented, then, uh, then it's okay. And I was, I just found that amazing, but like, basically it's the, <laughs> I don't know. It's always been a kind of legal gray area to me. Like if you say to someone, let's just have a punch up, um, I guess it would be the coward's way out to then go. If you lost the fight, then go. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna have you charged with assault. Uh, whereas <laughs> if I'd won, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I uh, I always stick out as a sore thumb in Germany as an Australian with my approach to mm. conflict, just because it's in my bones. It's how I was raised. So when I get home to my apartment. If my neighbor says, hey, you can't leave your wet shoes outside of your apartment in the in the building to dry, yeah. I just headbutt him. I've always headbutted him. So don't even, I don't even say, I say, he goes, uh, excuse me, uh, it seems like you, you know that you, you're not allowed to leave the shoes outside of your door. This is the... Uh, this is uh, not part of the rules of the building. You need to put the shoes inside. And I go... Oh, I need to put the fucking shoes in. So I do them. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, is that right, mate? Hey, fucking go, put oh, shoes oh, in. They go. I'm sorry. How about I, I put my shoe inside from, your fucking ass? I forgot, <laughs> forgot that you are from Australia. I will go back into my apartment. Um, <laughs> Can I? Yeah, I mean, the first time I was in Berlin many years ago, I had this experience that I guess was sort of I didn't realize was characteristic at the time but it is where we went shout out to Harley he and I went out who's a who's a listener we we went to this restaurant where was one of those restaurants where you know it was kind of set up to be a pay what you feel type situation so yeah you could have a bottle of wine (laughs) and some snacks and then you could just leave a whatever you felt was a just amount to leave and I guess, you know, in that way it accommodated people who didn't have much money. And so it was this institution and people seemed, first of all, to be annoyed that there were non-Germans in there. And um, the guy at the hostel who sort of told us about it was quite reluctant to give details and said, you know, don't don't abuse it, basically. <laughs> and then once we did uh, go there, we had a bottle of wine and we we were fixing to pay and this guy next to us leaned over to our table and said you should at, you must at least leave a note and i was like what <laughs> man i'm just trying to like, before, why you... before you before you even before you had even brought any currency out he had made the yeah. assumption that you were some just was like, some you guys are like fuck us, tight so ass foreigner yeah i was like pay what you feel all right how about one cent um <laughs> i did i done i done a drawing 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I've done you a dr- I've done a rainbow for you <laughs> for the wine. Yeah, and I said, and I thought, Harley and I were like, well, this is why restaurants just introduce prices, isn't it? Because when you just leave it up to what people feel, then you get this kind of violent disparity in expectations. And so I'd rather you just tell me what it costs and then have this moralistic conversation with another diner. But anyway, that was obviously him being very German in that situation. But can I take you to a good news story from the new year, which I think illustrates Please. well. I love this segu. As well. I think it's pronounced yeah. segu. I love that segu, John. You've been it's working on your segues over Christmas. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a nice counterpoint to naughty children and poorly behaved children. I think it's a it's a young child who is, a relatively young child who has done great things and it's a kind of upbeat story for the new year because I think it gives us all hope. And it concerns a 13-year-old named Blue Scooty. That's how he's known. It's not his, not his <laughs> okay. name on his birth certificate, I don't think. Okay. And uh, what's, what's Blue Scooty achieved? Well, 34 years after the official release of the game Tetris on the Nintendo Entertainment System, Scooty has beaten Tetris. And uh, basically nobody had ever gotten to the point where um, Tetris would just break because you'd done so many levels that it didn't, couldn't take you any further. And that was the kind of Holy grail of the Tetris world championship series, which I didn't even know existed. Uh, And, um, I I had played a game, played a version of the game Tetris, I think probably on Game Boy, but um, the NES edition of the game apparently is the kind of classic one that's used for world championships. And yeah, right. <clears throat> a few years ago, somebody had worked out this method, which was called hyper-tapping, which was like a, a, a way of rapidly moving your finger on the controls so that you could sort of move things quicker than you normally could by sensibly using the control in the game. And, uh, and so blue Scooty was, I think using this relatively new method and, um, he got to level 157. And apparently once you get to that level, there's like a 73% chance that you will crash the game which is what happened. And uh, it's basically that's considered having beaten the game. Like in Pac-Man, apparently there's also what they call a kill screen where you just, yeah. you've gone too far for the development for the game code and it fucks up. So this, so blue Scooty made Tetris give up pretty much. And, <laughs> uh, and I mean, theoretically there will be people who might be able to go further and get past level 157 but for now, it's. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the first time that uh, it's the first time that this kill screen has been uh, activated. That's great. How long? How long, John? Thirty four years. Tetris, that NES version of Tetris, is yeah, around? that's right. So it must be you know 1989, 1990 that it that it's wow. been around, and uh, and he's thirteen, and he's a thirteen year old, which I also love because he's not some like middle-aged nerd who played Tetris as a kid. He's a newcomer 
to the game of Tetris. And imagine how proud you'd be if you if you were the developer of Tetris, probably now in your 70s, just going, man, there are still <laughs> world championships where people play this fairly simplistic game. Um, is, is there is there video footage of him doing it? And does it like I was question. kind of picturing a crowd going in, like a crowd of nerds just losing their mind, going, "Yeah, let me kill let Tetris, me. kill screen." Yeah, I'm, I can see a little still here, um, which appears to show a guy holding his hands behind his head in disbelief, who could be Blue Scooty. So I reckon there might be. I'd like to find out what hyper tapping looks like and whether. It, where, what kind of physical toll Blue Scooty has paid for this achievement? Like, will he get will he get early onset arthritis? <laughs> he's shaved. He's 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 beaten Tetris, but he shaved twenty years off of his life in the yeah, process. Right. He couldn't. He didn't oh, stop haggard. moving his hands for seventy two hours. <laughs> he's thirteen, but he looks fifty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. La 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 la. Surely they'll. That's imagine. Imagine all the. Uh, imagine all the ladies he'll get. Imagine thirteen-year-old yeah. Blue Scooty. He's gonna be the first one of all of his friends. He's gonna get to, uh, that Scooty Tang. Have it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story, John. That's a great way to bring in. 2024. I'm going to look that up. I'm, that's very intriguing to me. I can also yeah. recommend, you've reminded me of the Smash Brothers documentary that's on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Some YouTubers years ago made this Smash Brothers documentary. And similarly, there was a thing in Super Smash Brothers, some kind of, there were, I think in Super Smash Brothers, there were all of these unintended techniques that mm. people discovered after the game was released the, the the programmers had just made some game that they thought essentially kids would play <laughs> and then it just became this cult thing where people realized it was a it was a really amazing battle game for strategy and technique and people worked out all of these techniques that were just never intended they were kind of glitches in the programming and you know, and oh, similarly, yeah. it's called something like hyper dashing or something. And yeah. somebody was saying, "Yeah, suddenly so and so started to dominate because he's the one who dis- who like discovered hyper dashing, which is sounds very similar wow. to this hyper tapping thing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. It's kind of like a like a book that people start to read new things into that the uh, author yeah, didn't totally. intend. Um, I kind of love that. that. I mean, apparently, it's beautiful. It's quite beautiful. The um, that apparently there are. I'm just looking over. There there are 255 levels. So if you get to 255, then it just loops back to level one. So it okay. could theoretically be done, but I think it's virtually humanly impossible because the Tetris gets so difficult, and also that the. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that AI has maybe shown that it's possible, but. Um, another way that it's humiliating its human comparators by just beating <laughs> us at 35-year-old <laughs> NES games. I've I've got a I got a feel good story that I can throw in as well John to lead us right into 2024 oh, because Don't Praise the Machine very much started off as a podcast where we intended to speak a lot about 
technology and culture and and our changing relationship with technology and the way that technology is affecting our lives and the world at large, which it very much still does focus on those themes. So congratulations mm. to you and me for titling, particularly you, you're the one that came up with the title, nabbing it from best show of all time, name off Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a very aptly titled podcast. And this is a very aptly mm. appropriate segment. So I was listening in the week to another tech-based podcast that I love, which is called This Week in Startups with Jason Calacanis. Uh-huh. And as you can imagine, it's a podcast about startups. And so it's a right. lot of technology that's, that is being discussed. And he had a guest on and they were discussing their predictions for 2024, tech-based predictions. And one of the predictions that one of the uh, the guests had for Jason, he said, I believe, I'll make a bet with you, I believe that by the end of the year, there will be a Billboard Hot 100, that's the American official music chart for anybody uh, out there, the Billboard, I believe that there will be a Billboard Hot 100 song entirely Mm. generated by AI. So I think they were suggesting (laughs) that the lyrics, voice, instruments, would all be generated by AI, so so not necessarily AI elements. Mm, I, I can't remember exactly what the what the rules of it were, but they said that was his bet. Yeah, and the re and then he said the reason I think this will happen is because have you encountered this platform called Suno AI? And I had not heard of this. I think it's fairly new, mm. but Suno AI. It's a prompt-based AI music generator. So we've previously talked on the cast about how you can now impersonate a person's voice by sampling the voice into the computer, and then you can do some text prompts and it spits the voice back out. Uh, And I also talked about how you you can sing a song in your own voice, say sentences in your own voice, and you can then replace your voice with the voice of a celebrity or somebody's Mm. voice that you've sampled. This operates entirely by text prompts. Hmm. So you tell it, for example, the style of music that you want Hmm. and what you want it to write a song about. Hmm. And I'll just play you a couple of examples because I went in and I had a great old time. So (laughs) I've got got the lyrics in front of me. Mm -hmm. Some of them are very clear. But some of them I might have to I might have to tell you afterwards what the lyrics actually were. Okay. But the first one I'm gonna play, I said to Suno.ai, very simple text prompt. This is yeah. all that I gave it. This is the only input. I yeah. said a pop punk song about fidget spinners. <laughs> okay? Yep. That was it. And okay. it gave me a song with a title. The title it gave me was Spinning Out of Control is the name mm. of the song and it sounds a little something like this. Yeah, so it's gone, I'm fidgeting, twisting, my mind's on a spin, 
got this little gadget. It's my favorite thing. Round and round it goes, burning colors in the air, distracting thoughts. I can't help but stare. Spin, spin, spin around, feel the energy. Fidget spinners got me caught up in a frenzy, lost in time. I'm going wild and free, spinning out of control. Won't you catch me? So that oh. is fucking amazing. That's wild. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about what I think is going on here and how advanced this is getting but i have a few more examples for you that you're absolutely gonna love so the (laughs) next one i think i'm gonna play you is shadows of i think this is called shadows of shadows of berlin or shadows so i said to it an acoustic this is my prompt uh, so just so everybody knows, the most famous techno nightclub in Berlin is called Berghain. It's world yeah. famous. It's often memed because it's this kind of very difficult to get into techno nightclub that's all about hedonism and craziness. So I said, write me an acoustic modern indie folk song about the Berlin nightclub Berghain. And it gave me a song that it called, I think it's called Shadows of Berghain or Shadows of Berlin. Mm. And... It's done a pretty good job. The only thing to <laughs> I will mention is that because Berghain is a very German word, it sort of says Berg Bergen. So when you hear yeah, it kind of okay. go Bergen, it's trying to say Berghain. But mm. this is an acoustic modern indie folk song about the Berlin nightclub Berghain. In the depths of Berlin, where the shadows dance, there's a place they call Bergenbach. Hearts lost in trance Where the <laughs> beats are low And the lights are dim I find solace in the music As it pulls me in oh. They're kind my sanctuary in the night <laughs> Where I let go of my fears And I feel alive Melodies whisper softly, they touch my soul. Wow. In the depths of Berghain, I, find I, feel, I find myself whole. So, again, I'll just read you the chorus. That it's, yeah. So, it's, so, the chorus goes, Oh, Berghain, my sanctuary in the night, where I let go of my fears and I feel alive. The melodies whisper softly, they touch my soul. In the depths of Berghain, I find myself whole. How long is it taking to come up with this? Are we talking about well, seconds? Well, it's taking, this is the thing, John. I did write to you before the cast and I said, mm. if you have any prompts mm. that you want me to give it, I can show you exactly how long it takes to do it. Yeah. Fuck. So and, do, you have, right. do you have any ideas? What, while, while you're thinking, I can play you another one if you want, which yeah, I think please. you'll quite like. I love hearing them. Uh, this one's fucking great. I said a dub reggae song about Hillary, about Hilaria Baldwin pretending to be Spanish. Mm-hmm. And this one is a jam. You're going to nod your head to this. This one is called, <laughs> again, it gave me this title. It said, this one's called Island Impersonation. <laughs> Rastafari. <laughs> Selassie I. By a woman named Hilaria, her truth was untold. Pretending to be Spanish, a cultural 
cultural charade. You can't hide in the shade, can't hide in the shade. Uh. Hilaria, your lies have been revealed. The truth has been unsealed, unsealed. Spin to America. Your accent may change. Selector. <laughs> That's so good. So I'll read right. you those lyrics because these ones in particular are fantastic. So it goes, in the land of the island, a story unfolded about a woman named Ilaria. Her truth was untold, pretending to be Spanish, a cultural charade. But the truth came to light, can't hide in the shade. Oh, Hilaria, your lies have been revealed. No more pretending that the truth, no more pretending the truth has been unsealed. From Spain wow. to America, your accent may change, but the island vibes won't erase your strange range. <laughs> Isn't that insane? That is it's, and it's a, and like, amazing. And you nod your head to it. I'm going to play it again. Yeah. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> Pretending to be Spanish, a cultural charade. Cultural charade. the truth came to light and can't hide in the shade. Oh, Hilaria. So good. No more pretending. Wow. The truth has been unseen. Truth has been unseen. Incredible. Been to America, Celestia. <laughs> nice. Man, how good's that? So, I mean, the thing that jumps to mind is let's say you're at a party for your friend's yeah. birthday. Just say to it, oh, sing man. a song about my friend now for his birthday in his favorite yeah. style of music. Uh, totally. And have, include these details. Straight so, away, you got. So, do you want to do you want to give me a prompt? Give me a prompt, and I will. We can listen to it together. I'll put the prompt in, generate yeah. the song, input it into the soundboard, and play yep. it to. And we can listen to it at the same time. Yeah, sure. So I've got a I've got a few ideas, and just to explain okay. to the to the listeners, you didn't give me much. You just said to me this morning, um, "Come up with a few, and we'll see what we can do." And I didn't really know what I was in for, but um, okay. So the first one, which we might want to try, is we did an earlier episode where we made up a wrap-up rap about the movie Mrs. Doubtfire, and yeah. I thought maybe we could give that task to the machine and see yeah. how it goes with its Excellent. own wrap-up rap. So let's think about this. So this, I'll just give you a warning as well. Mm. I'd say 70% of them are good and 30% okay. of them turn out being turn out being quite bad and my guess is also just through just through experimenting with it a little bit i'm pretty sure that it's been trained on like generic stock music as opposed to the music of actual artists because i mm. tried to get it to perform songs that sounded like bob dylan in the 1960s yeah. and it was giving me stuff that sounded like jason mraz i mean when you yeah, think of okay. that kind of very shiny so i'm guessing that Maybe for legal reasons, they've just mm. used stock 
music, you know, that, you know, yeah. there'd be somebody that would have made a, the kind of music that, a jingle. that like low grade department stores play when yep. they can't afford ASCAP or BMI licenses. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So let's have a go and we'll, we'll try. So have you got three there? We'll do this first one and we'll see yep. how it goes and people can hear if it's good or bad. So what's the prompt that we should give it? Should we say, I mean, should we say just say, a rap? Yeah. A rap about the plot of the film Mrs. Doubtfire might be the okay. simplest do you, do you, way to do it. Okay, so I'll put a rap about the plot of the movie Mrs. Doubtfire. Now, do you want to give it a style of rap? Do you want to tell mm. it to be trap or boom bap or... Uh, what would or, be the... What would be the kind of like a maybe a sort of vintagey, like a kind yeah. of grandmaster flashy style? Because that's probably what the form that a wrap up rap might take, right? Okay, so I'm going to say an old school, mm. an old school rap song about the plot of the movie Mrs. Doubtfire. Great. And I'm going so I'm clicking create. Actually, I'm going to do so I'm going to do this on my watch. So I've got yep. the timer here. So I'm going to I'm going to hit create and I'm going to mm-hmm. hit start on my stopwatch. So, create, I've pressed play on my stopwatch. It's uh, this is it, I also forgot it does this. It gives you two different versions. So, <laughs> I will Oh, cool. Okay, so it's already done the first one. I'm downloading yeah. it. Now, it's just letting, it's just allowing me to, it's just completing the full track and then it will let me download. Oh, Hilary your <laughs> lies have been revealed. How good's that? <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'd love to just. Okay, here we go. Download audio. And I'm going to do the second one, download audio. Mm. And then I'm going to load both of these into our podcast. So the first one's called, the first one is called Doubtfire Flow. <laughs> and the <laughs> second one is called, yeah. Okay. So you ready for this? So we're listening yeah. this, to this together for the first time. Okay. Here we go. Can't wait. I got a story to tell about a man named Daniel Dressed up so well, he was down on his luck His life was in a rut, but he had a plan He was about to strut Mrs. Doubtfire, that was the disguise Daniel became a right before our eyes With the wig on his head and the voice so deep He fooled everyone, even that shrink creep Mrs. Doubtfire, he can see this in the fire Daniel's playing both sides, walking on a wire He's a jack of all trades, keeping his fam together how that's incredible <laughs> that is fucking so, wild so I'll, I'll read you the lyrics that it's come up with so it goes so listen up y'all obviously the it's got the style a bit wrong again because mm. it doesn't i think it's not great at older music because i think it's just yeah. been fed stock music from the last five years but anyway i'll read you the lyrics so the lyrics it gave us were yo listen up i got a story to tell about a man named daniel dressed up so well he was down on his luck his life was in a rut, but he had a plan. He was about to strut. 
Mrs. Doubtfire, that was the disguise. Daniel became her right before our eyes with a wig on his head and a voice so deep. He fooled everyone, even that shrink creep. Then the chorus goes, Mrs. Doubtfire keeping secrets in the fire. Daniel playing both sides, walking on a wire. He's a jack of all (laughs) trades, keeping his fam together. Mrs. Doubtfire, the ultimate pretender. Let's have a listen again. That's nuts. Now that you know. Oh, yeah. He's put us out of a job, John. Dressed just, just up, up so well. well. He, he was, was down, down on his luck. luck. His, his life, life was, was in a rut. That was his disguise. Daniel became a right before our eyes. With the wig on his head. And a voice so deep. He fooled everyone, even that shrink creep. Is there a shrink creep? I don't know what a shrink creep is. This is quite listenable. Yeah, I know. It's fucking terrifying. Okay, so I've got the next one. So it's done us another one. This one's called... So that first one everybody would have recognized as Doubtfire Flow, an absolute mm-hmm. classic. And this one is called <laughs> Running Wild with Mrs. Doubtfire. Listen up, y'all, gather round the fire. Gonna tell a tale about a man who's a liar. Daniel Hillard, father in distress. Divorced and alone, feeling second best. He needed a way back into his kid's life. So he dressed up like a nanny and caused some strife. With a British accent and a grandma wig, he became Mrs. Doubtfire, bigger than Biggie Dig. Yeah, crazy, incredible. So, so again, listen up, y'all. Gather around the fire. Gonna tell a tale about a man who's a liar. Daniel Hill at a father in distress, divorced and alone, feeling second best. He needed a way back to his kid's life, so he dressed up like a nanny and caused some strife. With a British accent and a grandma wig, he became Mrs. Doubtfire, bigger than Biggie Dig. I mean, <laughs> you and me spent weeks on the track that mm. we made, and you yeah. will recall that you developed a newfound appreciation for hip-hoppery because of how difficult not yeah. only writing the rhymes yeah. were, but then the performance of them and getting the cadence right. Mm. And this thing has done it in 20 seconds. <laughs> what do you think about that? It's scary. I think that might be the most, this might be the most impressive manifestation of the AI revolution yet uh, because nobody's going to be writing jingles anymore, are they? That's done. Yeah. Um, yeah. So nobody's going to. Nobody's going to be. I mean, one of the reasons the wrap-up rap declined was the uh, crippling expense of paying professional rappers to put raps over yeah. your credits. <laughs> uh, I thought I could play. I'll get. Have you got another prompt at the ready? Got a couple of, while you're couple perhaps, of other be, perhaps before you say that, I'll do a. I'll do one. That also came out really well. So I said, dear Asuno AI, can you please do me a song? And that song needs to be a pop punk song about the podcast Don't Praise the Machine. Oh, great. And it spat out 
this, and it's called Podcast Rebellion. Uh, and perhaps I'll even just the, – the lyrics are quite clear, but I'm going to just tell them to you before you hear it so that everybody can just enjoy it without having to struggle to hear the lyrics. So mm. the lyrics go, I've got a voice, I've got a lot to say, won't back down, won't let them pave the way. The system's rigged, it's time to wake up. Podcast revolution, let's shake it up. Don't praise the machine, we won't go silent. Our thoughts are free, we won't be compliant. They mm-hmm. try to control, but we shout it out loud for the podcast revolution. For the podcast rebellion, we stand proud. Classic some 41. I've been I've been banging out to that one every day. It's even got the it even does that classic pop punk thing where it goes from the from the full punk rhythm to the half step in that goes in the to the half step in the uh in the chorus, you know. So it's you know it's the mm. na, 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 we got a lot to say and then it and then when it goes in when it goes into the half step for the chorus, that classic like blink one eight two kind of thing. Yeah. I love it. You know, the, it occurs to me the name Don't, don't Praise, Praise the Machine the comes machine, from that Simpsons silent. clip, which is about the machine that could read the news or pretend to be pretend to be um, yeah. like DJs, right? It's called the DJ 3000. Yeah, I think it was called the DJ 3000. Mm. And this yeah. kind of is that, but it's like that times a million. And I'm praising <laughs> it. I'm a big fan. Do you have... Another prompt that you want me to put yeah. in real time, John? Sure. Um, Jacinta's reminding me that we have lunch plans, but I said, can I just do one more <laughs> prompt? <laughs> she said yes. So here we go. She I've got said, a few and you maybe, she maybe said, you can. Ch- she said, you live a weird life, John, but I love you very much. <laughs> exactly. She left out the last bit. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I've got – now, tell me this. Could you do it – could you make it do – maybe this is a, a while to come, but could you make it do a certain voice or voice style? Like what if you said I want so, Arnold Schwarzenegger to do a rap? Yeah. So, again, because I assume because it's concerned at the moment with copyright, it, it doesn't mm. let you put in – because, I, I again, I asked it, can you sing like Bob Dylan? And it said yeah. we don't do – we don't do actual artists. Just tell us a style. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I've got a few options here, and you can maybe pick your favorite. Okay. First one, uh, I've got. Can I have a a rap about? We might vary. <laughs> it was over. It was all raps. Mine are all raps about because I was thinking it would be done in the style of Marky Mark rapping about okay. the sponsorship deal between Mark Wahlberg and Catholic prayer app Hello. Second one, okay. um, a crooning Sinatra-style number that reflects on the fact that True Lies 2 was never made because of 9-11. 
Um, and number, okay. <laughs> number, number three, because I was trying to think of things that we'd talked about on our show. The number three is uh, Will Smith. I was going to suggest it be done in his voice, but now that I've clarified, it could just be a soulful R&B number about how Will Smith is trying to be a river to his people, but he can't stop slapping people. Okay, so I'm going to put a soulful R&B song yeah. about how Will Smith <laughs> wants to be a river to his people, but he can't, can't stop what, John? Slapping people. Can't stop slapping people. Or maybe he just can't stop slapping would be good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, so I'm going to hit. Man, this is a real, you could spend hours doing this, couldn't you? It's so good. <laughs> so, okay, I've got a soulful R&B song about how Will Smith wants to be a river to his people, but he can't stop slapping people. And then I'm going to go create. Yeah. So, again, I'm going to just put my timer on create. And it's going, uh, okay, so it's saying Sono is for generating original. Oh, so it thinks that it wants, because I've put Will Smith in, it thinks I'm oh. trying to get a song in his voice. Yeah, okay. How do we make it? So. How do we reassure How about it? just just make it up on the spot? Let's think, let's think about things that we've talked about on the mm, podcast. We'll put a soulful yeah. R&B song about. Yeah. What about if you just put about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock? Will it? Will it Still say that I think it won't let me put Will Smith because it thinks mm. I want him. If is he, it is he, it is seeing his name and thinking Will Smith the musician, and yeah. I think it's going okay. No, I don't do that. So no Will Smith. All right, no Will Smith. Probably no Mark Wahlberg for the same reason because he's got a. We love. We've focused a lot on celebrities with like crappy musical careers. Unfortunately, um, I'm having. A, I'm having a look go here. Back to the what are, Arnie idea? Yeah. What have we got? What about here? Tom got, Arnold? He's another. Don't praise the machine favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe somebody slightly more famous than yeah. Tom Arnold. How Tom about? Arnold. What about a song about, about Arnold Schwarzenegger's Love Child? Okay, so how about, we'll see if it will do that. So Arnold Schwartz. Maybe in a maybe in a crooning Sinatra style. You could say like Okay, a, so I'm going to say, okay, so a be? crooning. Like a lounge song. Yeah, a crooner lounge style song about how Arnold Schwarzenegger had an affair with his nanny that resulted in an illegitimate son. Should we try that? Okay, yeah. So, so I have here, this is the exact, I'm just going to cl- click create to see if it does this. Okay, so it's doing it. A crooner lounge-style song about how Arnold Schwarzenegger had an affair. His nanny resulted in an illegitimate son. Okay, so it's let's have a look. So the first one's called Forbidden Love. Love it. <laughs> and the second one's called The Nanny's Song. So, <laughs> so it's just loading now and... Uh, 
we could even um, we could even sign out with this song. Yeah. So <laughs> let's let's play them both, uh, and then you can go and you can just say to Jacinta, "I'm just make I'm just telling an AI to make a song about Arnold Schwarzenegger's a legitimate son." Yeah. Or at dinner and it's I'll be late to dinner. I'll be late to dinner. That's right. This is my job, okay? I'm um, trying to put food on the table for this family. <laughs> okay, so let's try Forbidden Love. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Let's, how do I do this? So I just move the little soundboard over there. Load this up here. Okay, so let's have a listen to let's have a listen to Forbidden Love. Just a reminder: a croon a lounge style song about how Arnold Schwarzenegger had an affair with his nanny that resulted in an illegitimate son. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please give it up for the jazz smooth croon a lounge song Forbidden Love? Beautiful. Forbidden I'm love, imagining. a tale untold in the shadows, secrets unfold, mm. a child conceived, a life unknown in the arms of deceit, this love has grown. And now tonight's final cut <laughs> off the album, Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> Illegitimate Son with the Nanny. <laughs> <laughs> this was the third single off that album, if memory <laughs> Yeah. If memory serves. Uh, this one's called The Nanny's Song. Uh, maybe this is from her perspective. Okay, so here we go. Last one. In sunny Cali, where the palm trees sweaty, there lived a man with a famous face. He had it all, a Hollywood style. But behind closed doors, a secret led to scar. Oh, I know, I know. Arnold, Arnold, that we thought great. we knew you. How true. Yeah. So for some reason it's done it in another in a dub reggae style. Again, mm. I my guess is that at the moment it has a very limited amount of styles that it's yeah. got dialed in. Yeah. And it's just g- going to them because it's obviously gone Still. there again with a dub reggae styley. Mm. Um but, but I loved it. Hit but me you in absolutely the loved it, John. You've got a what are you what are you what are you eating tonight? Well, it's only lunchtime today oh. in uh, Brooklyn, so we're going to go probably get some 
baked treats and then go to the Met Cloisters show sponsor, the Metropolitan Museum. Even though we did that episode about how the Met Gala is a disgrace, they still (laughs) came to us for a plug. (laughs) Such is our impact that (laughs) even though we absolutely slag people off, they still come to us begging for sponsorship and we take it because the money is so, so good and we are total shells. We don't give a shit. (laughs) Um, I so but before we close out, John, two things to mention. We are recording this episode in video as we actually have the last few episodes as we've been ironing out a few technical details, getting comfortable in front of the camera. And so I'm going to call this right now. I'm calling my shot mm. because I've not been confident enough to do this in the last few weeks because I've we've recorded the episodes quite close to the release date and I don't quite know yet how to video edit a podcast, but I Mm -hmm. am recording this with you on Friday night, which means I have three full days to learn how to edit a podcast in video in DaVinci Resolve. So I'm committing to do that this weekend. I'm going to be able to do it, which means that to anybody who's listening to this episode, perhaps I should have said this at the front of the show actually, Uh, I'm going to try and make it the first episode that we've ever done that is uploaded in full in video on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. We're going to video so that we can be much more discoverable so that all those DPTMers out there can see our beautiful faces. I even put a little bit of product in my hair for Mm, today. Me and John tried to get the lighting. Oh, okay, cool. We're starting mm. with the hair. We're going to go to the teeth, eventually the full ploofs. Get yeah. ready for two beautiful balloon-headed men by the end of 2024. <laughs> We're going to be smooth. Totally. We're going to have that Madonna head by the end of the year. <laughs> exactly. so, so you should be able to check this out in video form on mm. the interwebs and I'll also try and snip a few bits out for the social medias. And the other thing that I'm committing to, John, I'm happy to tell you that I contacted our web hosting Provider today, Namecheap. I want to give a shout out to them because they did a great job with customer support. I was having a bit of an issue and I just jumped on the little chat window and said, Hmm. it's not connecting. My internet's not getting sites. And they said, all right, old man, just give us a second. And they said, I said, it's not working. No sites available. And they said, what about now? Have you moved your uke, your ukulele off the computer? And I did sites are available so the other thing i'm gonna say is that by the time this episode comes out we should have a mailing list sign up form as a placeholder for what will eventually be the dptm website Mm. you can always email us if you want Uh, at the moment the email is functioning perfectly you can get us as i've mentioned a few times at Hello at dptm.org. That's hello at dptm.org. We'd love to hear from you. Also, just to let everybody know, I did receive everybody's emails that were suggestions about me creating an AI mashup of a certain singer's voice with a certain song. Mm. And we had a few people email through. So I will be doing that as well over the next few weeks. Uh, So don't worry. Your emails are very much getting read. We read all of them even though it takes me absolutely days. It's me and Colin, the producer. So hello at dptm.org. But by the time you hear this on Tuesday, there should be a email list sign-up form because we're going to start sending you a few little emails here and there. And the website 
is the same domain as the email address. It's dptm.org. That's mm. dptm.org. You got your phone there. Jump on right now. There should be a very simple form. As I'm talking to you, you can jump Sign on, up. throw your email address in there, and then we'll be able to send you all types of goodies, mm. and you'll be part of this community. John, yes, do you want to say is. anything else before I play us out? I want to thank you on behalf of myself and all our listeners for your efforts in advance of our first video episode. That's very exciting and I can't wait to see it and critically evaluate my face and my features to discern (laughs) what might be the best kind of low-hanging fruit for cosmetic procedures this year. (laughs) Excellent. And I'm going to play us out with Podcast Revolution, the pop punk (laughs) song about the podcast don't praise the machine that you love so dear guys when it gets to the chorus and it goes to the half step rhythm i I want you to bang your heads and i want you to turn it up real loud make it make the make the metal devil's fists thank you so much everybody we can't wait to see you next week at the podcast (laughs) Oh, <laughs> my